mean, I, so I was, I was at the point where I was like, oh my God, no, like the phone has not rung like at all. And Louis Walsh warned me, he's like, phone will not ring. <laughs> yeah. What was I this know. whole thing with Louis Walsh? Apparently there's being uh, like dumping, like a bit of shite talk on you. Like, sorry. Like, I, but do you know what? Not be I loved it. For it. Like, <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it. I want him to shit talk me again. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another year of Finterviews. I am your host Connor Finn and this is a show where I get to chat to the most interesting people I know. You know the score by now, I know the score by now, but if you don't, please go listen back to some of the earlier episodes with some of the fantastic guests that I've had on in the 2022 season. Now, I know it has been a hot second. Uh, the world did get a little bit hectic there for a little bit. Everything was opened back up again. And I had so many gorgeous interviews with so many amazing guests that I did not get to release out in time just because I got caught up with life as everybody does. But do not worry, we are back. It's 2023. And my God, I had to open it up with one of the most wonderful guests I've had on the podcast. And I'm not even saying that uh, because I say that loud about a lot of the guests. Genuinely, of course, this episode is all about Brooke Scullion, music artist and Irish Eurovision star. I mean, it was such a pleasure to chat to Brooke. We spoke about everything about Brooke's unexpected journey into the music industry from taking the world by storm in The Voice UK and then, I mean, doubting her career in lockdown, no thanks to Louis Walsh, by the way, <laughs> to then becoming Ireland's Eurovision entry. And although being absolutely snubbed, dare I say, uh, touring the world in 2022 and probably having the biggest highlight of her music career so far, releasing new music, running around the show and just genuinely being an icon. Brooke is one of those guests that you come out of the interview energized with and she just exudes this absolute stardom, this absolute just giggles galore. We had just so much fun and I don't want to spoil it for you at all so I will shut up now and now let her chat for the rest of the podcast but um please do remember if you enjoyed this episode or any others to go and give it a like give it a share a follow five star rating all this stuff really does help and if you could tell at least one person about this even if it's brute to be like heard the podcast all that stuff really does help and that was really helped me in this new year but without further ado please enjoy this latest episode of Finifuse with the wonderful Brooke Scullion. Well, welcome back to another episode of Finifuse. On the show this week, I'm beyond thrilled to land a quick chat with the busiest woman in the world right now. It is, of course, the wonderful... <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> wonderful Brooke Scullion. How's it going, Brooke? <laughs> I'm, I'm ecstatic right now. I can't believe you just, you just called me that after... Ben and Jennifer Lopez have got married. <laughs> That's definitely the most important thing in the world right now. I mean, do you know what? Each their own. Um, I mean, they're doing their own thing over there. I'm not really paying too much attention. But one person <laughs> that I, I mean, got to be uh, paid attention is you, Miss Scullion. I mean, where do we even start? Now, I was laughing. I was trying to be like, obviously, we've met before. We've done some things with my work and stuff together. Um, I mean, been rallying you on from the sidelines ever since the voice says. But I was really curious for the people that, you know, maybe aren't familiar with yourself. Um, <laughs> rude mm-hmm. at this stage. Um, and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do a wee bit of research and see 
online. What um what trajectory, if people don't know your whole story, what has been written up in your Wikipedia? And I, I don't know if you've seen uh, this at all, have you? Right. I right, I Googled myself after I won the Euro song. And I'm, I'm, I've no shame about that. I would notice that I had a Wikipedia page. And did you not make it? I haven't read it since. No. Are you joking? Did I make it? I don't, I don't know. The, I don't have the patience. I also would have, it would have probably been a lot better. <laughs> it was like a personal statement. I'm really punctual. Yeah, yeah. Well, now for maybe the people, this is usually I get the, the other person, you know, tell us a bit about themselves, where they're from, a bit about their background. I want to run past <laughs> and fact check some things of you, if that's okay. Right. okay. Okay, so we're going to kick off. Um, Bruce Gullion, born 31st of March, 1999. I'm an Aries. In the Aries. Oh my God, Aries. I'll burn you. In Belay. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right okay. So far. so far, so good. Okay, yeah, we know what's happened. Um, now it gets a wee bit more specific. Now saying that you've always been loving the performing arts, uh, making up, you know, debuts in musicals such as Fame, Mamma Mia, and Sister Act. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say these were on like Broadway, but they were in my school, so like I never. <laughs> <laughs> Thank chat. you for making me sound better than I am, but yeah, I did definitely do that. I mean, and then they go on to even mention your playing Kamogi with the Wolf Toes GSA. Wow, well, I did definitely hang up the boots. I due mean, to a controversial moment with my manager. <laughs> I mean, hang up on pair boots for another pair boots. It has to be done. But I mean, so far it's so good. I mean, I suppose yeah. for whenever I first kind of really senior for every was when of course I mean 2020 uh it you went mm-hmm. on the voice um maybe tell us about the like, I suppose like that's was that when you kind of first really got into like music I suppose performing or like I mean your first big step into what was now essentially global spotlight I mean voice UK that, that's not really a small feat to kind of jump into well, do you know what? I never thought too much about it. I honestly <laughs> thought I was going to do acting for majority of my, I thought that was going to be my niche market because yeah. <laughs> like at home, as soon as I sang, my brother left the room, like nobody actually wanted, like it was the same song, K Sera Sera or like, you know, <laughs> the classics. You know, sunshine at family parties, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I only sang in school and that was when people first started to realise oh like my music teacher sat my mommy and daddy down and and said like your your daughter really has something special here and they were like what are you, are you sure <laughs> like are you really sure about it and um I wanted to go to uh acting school like um in Lambda and stuff in in mm-hmm. in, in London but mommy thought I wasn't mature enough for that and she was right you know because then I went to Derry and I did drama and I did like um, extra roles on Dairy Girls and Game of Thrones and different BBC things. And I mean, it was really, really fun at the time. But my friend and me were in like the local, what do you call it, student bar. Mm. And there was a email came through saying voice auditions in Ulster University. And we were both we were both drinking and she put me forward and I said, <laughs> I'm not going. Don't like don't even do this to me. The next day I go into my my lecture. The auditions are held in the right in the room next door. I wasn't gonna go, and they goes, "Is Brooke, Brooke Scullion here?" And my friends like, "Here she is, here she is." I was like, "Not a chance. I'm not doing this." I walked in, and and they said, "Have you got anything prepared?" I was like, "I think I had Adele, um, uh, what's it called? Someone... I can't make you love me. Like oh. back and track on my on my phone already." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." They no, goes, I'm, I'm not prepared at all. Put this up. 
<laughs> do you know what they said? They said, sorry, we are not listening to Adele. And I was like, oh, oh All right. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, yeah. I was a, I was a joke. That was a trick. Um, gotcha. Here's my next piece. <laughs> it was, um, I actually just was like, right, what can I play? Because I had the acrylic nails on. I was like, right, I can't play guitar. I was like, right. Hotel California acapella by the Eagles and I sang it and then they sat me down and talked to me for 15 minutes and that's when I knew okay I might be progressing to the next stage this mm. is not that's the only time I I flopped like a, a, an audition because the, the next time I was like taking them really really seriously I promise <laughs> yeah you weren't <laughs> just was, being yeah. dragged out of a lecture to be like uh no that's don't <laughs> sing that song though <laughs> do you know my lecturers actually told me they were like don't you dare be wasting your time on that. Like people that go on that are never heard from again and stuff. Like that was are you I, my lectures my lectures didn't even know my name, by the way. That's how involved I was. It was but like, I I know. But like if you even think about, you know, people kinda of like Backy Hill and stuff like that, like that are like, you know, exactly. international pop stars that like literally made it off the back of it. Or like, do you know what I mean? It's like any four is a platform, but, but like Oh my God, sorry, that is hilarious. <laughs> Even no, but, from the start you get into it. Uh, funny enough, I worked on those voice auditions, <laughs> not those particular ones, but it's so funny <laughs> as well that you capped on being like, you may be getting an- another bit further than this because so much of the time, this is a little industry secret, whenever they don't want you to like, they're like, okay, they're not making it through or like through that initial like audition, kind of like their first song thing. You yeah. literally take them around, you'll be like, okay, yeah, no, that's like literally all today is about whatever like this. And then they're like, oh, why are these ones oh. Moving around, and you usually oh. have to you have to bring them downstairs because we where did no. we do it in the Europa or something like that? And you'd be like, yeah, no, that's everything, that's perfect. Thank you so much. We'll be getting in touch. But other people, they'd be like, as soon as you take them out of the room, you'd be like, yeah, we're just going to bring you into this room. <laughs> it's so like, oh, pretty. I just knew what I was doing. Like I, I could, I could, I could read the room at that stage. <laughs> but like for me, I wasn't using the voice as like. A, well, to be honest, I thought something would have come of it. Yeah. But I wasn't using it for like near the end when I was progressing. Mm. and I thought something would come of it. But mm. um, at the start, it was genuinely just fun. Like I never took, I never put any pressure on myself. I was getting expert help from these like vocal coaches that had sang for Mariah Carey for free. <laughs> and I, I was unreal. I swear <laughs> to God. And I was just getting, you know, it was daunting enough because people from Ireland now nearly sort of sell themselves short a wee yeah. bit. And I was walking into the room full of these people also doing blind auditions and they were like I've done this I've done that and I am I'm just basically making you feel really intimidated intimidated and I just sat there like well <laughs> I may as well just give it my best shot here okay <laughs> and then, yeah so that's it was it was very it was very much a growth process in terms of confidence and actually knowing that you're able to stand there with those people and compete so that was kind of what it was for me it wasn't really anything deep on a deeper level kind mm. of maybe because I did internalize what my lecturer said mm. <laughs> okay well I mean from going from I mean from school musicals to you know being like I want to be an actress um and then yeah. taking a wee chance on the voice not even taking it seriously it's coming third like I mean yeah. Jesus Christ we made it to the finals <laughs> like that's, that's that's a pretty like you know that, that, that's a, like a nice little ego booster be like all right maybe um maybe the music teacher will have something like right where they'll be like here just break us something interesting there <laughs> um, but like I suppose like I mean maybe whenever I mean coming out of that um from the voice 
2020, um, a year that was just full of opportunities straight into lockdown. Um, <laughs> what was that yeah. kind of like then going from, right, here's a high, here's me being like, you know, coming into this big world. Obviously, getting a lot more kind of like support, I imagine, from people around you being like, here, this isn't just a girl that like was taking a bit of a whim on. Like, as you said, when it's progressing on and you're seeing like results and seeing, you know, you're getting like public support and stuff like this. What was it like going from like, obviously, you know, uni into this kind of big like world of like competing on national TV and then the world going to lockdown were essentially underneath it all nobody knew it was brewing but uh Miss Bruce Scullion was <laughs> getting her stuff ready for Eurovision <laughs> now I will not lie the first lockdown was whenever the boys went into hiatus so I had all those months to sit in the sun and think I still have something to look forward to mm. but as soon as the final was over mm. it was the the pits of depression <laughs> it was horrendous <laughs> i mean i was it was it was it was the darkest period of life. <laughs> i know we can laugh now but geez. anyway i mean I, so I was i was at the point where i was like oh my god no like the phone has not rung like at all and louis walsh warned me like, it will not ring <laughs> Yeah, what was I this know. whole thing with Louis Walsh apparently there's being uh, like dumping like a bit of shite talk on you? Like, sorry, like, I, you know would not be supporting support it? Like, no, I loved it. I loved it. I want him to shit talk me again. <laughs> Tell it to me straight, Louis. Yeah. Like, honestly, he's oh, that man is a national treasure. It was so funny. That was the best. I was one of the best launches of my life. He wanted to sit on too. I nearly missed my train. But back to the point, this, right, so it was obviously the winter time was whenever the voice stopped and that mm. was like going, I was waking up and going to the studio in the dark and mm. then coming home in the dark and I just, it was horrendous. It actually was so, so bad. Like everything, I was just so focused on trying to make something and, and it kind of just kind of took over me. Mm. Like I didn't have a repertoire of music of my own in the bank to release or anything to mm. fall back on like I was just a new like artist looking to establish herself so I kind of just got into the studio and started writing and that is the music that you're hearing now coming out like I have two more songs coming out August September time and that'll be the end of the EP right and then it'll just be from there just writing and releasing the whole time so Jesus. it's just like yeah it look lockdown was horrendous but it also taught me how to write music and that was a gift that you can't really you, you, you know everything has a, a cost and a price mm. so I was very grateful for it in a way but mm. yeah then that Rich was the first song that I ever wrote and everyone I played it for was like I hate this <laughs> <laughs> I was like what I was like this is a masterpiece are you joking and then um it ended up that uh we submitted it for the Eurovision that was a finalist and that's when the journey began yeah like <laughs> But how does that even go from like, obviously you're, you know, coming off this buzz and be like, right, I'm just going to start writing. Like, I mean, what was like kind of like, because now let's be real here. Whenever we're here, like about like Irish arts and stuff like this, like first thing that comes to mind is like Mary Black, the chorus, you know, that kind of vibe. So whatever you've went down this like total pop, like, like (laughs) sugar pop route, you know, be like, that's right. Yeah. Like. What was the inspiration behind that? Like, was there anybody or anything particular that <laughs> over lockdown you're being like, well, that's fucking rich. Here we go. Ah, <laughs> oh, here. Yeah, I was wrote about three different 
people, I would say, three different experiences. Of just pure, yeah. <laughs> Louis Walsh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't even like at that time, I wasn't even feeling anything in towards anyone. Mm. I was just like, oh my God, like, oh, why, why are, why are females always sitting in a position like uh, not of power of just mm. like, like settling for something that's not actually doing them any favors mm. or any pleasure. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, I need to, I need to write, like, I, it was the first song, so I, and I'd never really met my producers or the song um, writer before, so mm-hmm. I went in and I was, like, kind of apprehensive about going too deep. I wanted to just write something really blondie-esque, like, like um, 80s electro-pop and, yeah. and make it modern in some way. And I just, I love Avril Lavigne and I love conversational middle, middle eights and punk would nearly be, like, my favorite kind of genre to listen mm-hmm. to. So <laughs> punk and pop punk and pop was like going through my head and and then I wanted the wee choppy guitar I wanted it to sound like something was familiar but also different so mm-hmm. it just kind of cre- like I went and put live instruments on it and got like all the live instruments recorded in England and stuff I just really did have faith in the song and I mean now people are really loving it and getting to see it and it's really cool to see where it began and 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 how it developed it was just such a it's the route that I've always wanted to go down because I know I can sing ballads, but I want to perform. I want to put on a yeah. show for people. That is my goal. I Every time I've went to concerts, it's like, woo, they put on a show. <laughs> yes, like it was Tina Turner was 70, but oh my God, she blew my socks off. And yeah. then it's like Beyonce, Britney Spears, like mm. them kind of shows, they kind of stick in your head. Like I went to see Circus and I am Sasha Fierce. And it was just <laughs> like moments of my childhood. I was like, okay. <laughs> I know what I want to be, mom. I know what I want to be. <laughs> I want to do it like that. <laughs> like her face. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, it also is like amazing. Like, but like, how does it go from that? Obviously, you know, you're putting in a submission for a song that you've written in here. Obviously, getting everything tied up. Like, what are the steps then? Or like, what was the kind of experience from going from, right, here's a song in my bedroom. Um, Here's, you know, putting all together. People tell me it's fucking mm-hmm. shit, but like, you know, now you're being like signed up for Eurovision. They're being like, get ready for not just like you're like, I want to perform. They're like, well, girl, you're you're gonna have to perform. <laughs> like, yeah. What was the whole process of bringing Highest that pressure. like to life? Because when I say like iconic, like please tell me you seen Irish Twitter at the time that it all happened. Like everybody popped the fuck. Sorry, my favorite one was Derry Lepa. Uh, <laughs> like that started trend around whatever you said, like the very like classic, I like move, you know, lean over like the back, stuff like that. I mean, oh, yeah. stunning. Like what was the process coming from like, okay, this song's been taken really seriously to like, uh, <laughs> we're representing Ireland said seriously. What happened from there to getting to Italy? Right. Let me be honest. I was not. If Eurovision had have been last February, it would have been horrendous. It actually would have. The confidence that I gained from going to those different countries. So you do a thing called a pre-party tour, and it's like I did. I did London, and I did no Barcelona was first, and I mm-hmm. lost my passport and got arrested. So that was a that was another. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, that was that was something. So then I went to Barcelona, and then I got. I went to London, then Tel Aviv then Amsterdam and Madrid and see each show I got better more confident in myself like knowing how to perform to a crowd yeah and like that is like kind of delivering a song you can sing a song but you have to deliver the song yeah. and like that was where I really nailed how to deliver it 
And then what happened was we went into rehearsals and got the dance like really secure started to run a lot and running and singing and mm-hmm. have you ever heard the phrase have you ever heard the phrase this is I, this is new to me um so i never ran on a treadmill i ran on my roads like by my neighbor's houses screaming uh-huh. yeah it was i don't know it mustn't have been great to watch to listen to but um one of my neighbors said that wee girl scullion has a want in her <laughs> have you ever heard that phrase has a what there's oh. a want in her there's a want in her. Oh, like there's Are like we a want. Oh, there's something wrong like, there. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I think that's I, what it means. I thought I you meant that... like, oh, she's got a want. Like she's got like a dry she wants something. No, I thought that too, but my aunt <laughs> told me otherwise. <laughs> You're like, is that, that is genuinely what it is. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> what that? Are we wanting her? That like this girl's like fit mental. <laughs> I think so. I genuinely think that's what it means. I, we're going to have to fact check that after, but yeah. Fact check, fact check. <laughs> Always being humbled by the, by the neighbours. Um, so you were sprinting that, up and just, down the roads, what, in Derry, just like singing Last Ridge? Well, not even Last Ridge. Every song. Every song you can think of. Miley's, uh, uh, her whole Unseen's Life album. It was uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus Christ I didn't even know so this is like part of is this like, is this like a part of like the official like training to be like you need to be able to like withstand on stage like this higher energy Stamina. yeah yes. Jesus yeah. Christ and I remember like watching like loads of documentaries and other performers and mm. Pink sings her whole set list on the treadmill even like slow, slow, slow songs and everything yeah every song and then I was like I remember actually doing the performance in Italy. I know I'm jumping a wee bit, but I uh-huh. remember thinking <laughs> I was very aware. Like usually I'm thinking, okay, keep breathing. You you got it. You can do it. Keep going. But I was thinking, because my adrenaline was so high, it was like I was so present. I was watching myself mm. on stage and I was like, I have so much air in my <laughs> How am I breathing so well? It was generally just all the adrenaline took over. Um, but yeah, it was just such a, it was such a, like, all oh, high hyping performance. Yeah, Jesus. So obviously you do a bit of like a pre-party tour going around. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course you had to, you know, jump into like spin down Dublin. We got you to, I'll say, just, you know, do a little trip there thing. Like as if you didn't have too much to play it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it was say, it was a couple of days literally before, like maybe it was a week before you're supposed to be going properly on stage. I suppose, yeah. I mean, lead up to that must have been insane. Like, but absolutely, what was, I mean, I see, I remember seeing you like, obviously on your social stuff, mm-hmm. landing over in Italy and just being like, yep, go to right, party here, there, like doing like all your like sets and stuff like that. Like the warm ups. <laughs> like, what was the actual experience of, right, you're on live, um, say hi to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> sure. What did I do? I don't know what came over me. It was like thinking I was Conor McGregor or some shit. I don't even know. (laughs) But like genuinely, see when I got to Turin, Mm. it was insane. Like every day was jam-packed with stuff. Mm. Like if it wasn't rehearsing, I was doing a turquoise carpet, they called it, which was one kilometer long. And it was jam-packed shoulder to shoulder with journalists. So it took three hours to walk. And my shoes were too big for me anyway. Yeah, it was, it was insane. And then after that, you had to sing. So it was 
imagine the toll on your actual voice is crazy so crazy i feel like i could do anything because <laughs> <laughs> you've been fucked through three hours of fucking like intense interviews probably from people all around you being like i don't even understand no, what they're saying <laughs> it wasn't even that it was one per- first person how do you think next person how do you think next person oh, how do you think? oh, oh yeah the same questions over and over you're like yeah great yeah, yeah, really excited. Oh, so happy <laughs> to be here. Yeah, great. Really, like, Jesus. Yeah, to the next boy. Can you not airdrop what you just did consent at that point? <laughs> Everyone turn your airdrop on. <laughs> if you had all, like, one big microphone and just, like, share each other, I think that'd be great. What the guys, like... <laughs> it would be perfect. That's what we wanted, surely. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, going from that, um, on stage, and as I said, like, you can tell, I think, you know, that you, like, are obviously such, like, made for that performance kind of role and take it so kind of, like, into you. Like, just from f- first meeting you initially, like, I mean, the energy you kind of even brought to a room, I was like, holy shit, I'm buzzed. Like, you know, that kind of way. And then take it onto stage, like, not a step out of line, not a breath out of place. Absolutely <laughs> killed it. Do you know what I mean? Um unreal <laughs> honestly absolutely destroyed it I mean and then what was the kind of I suppose like going from that obviously um what was the fucking world thinking um Europe um <laughs> because it's fucking political at the end of the day that's why I think Eurovision is um and everything was kicking off but I suppose what was it going from this big like high high moment um did you kind of expect it to be like right you know Ireland surely come on we've got to be coming to the finals or what was it like I suppose getting like that news to be like, Luke, again, this is like your time. We're not going any further. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie. I was waiting on my name being called. Like I was so sure. I, I think was everybody was. I think that's like, why it was so shocking. But I have no shame in that. And I also yeah. have no shame in not getting through because of how outraged people were. Like it, <laughs> it was it was unreal. Like, see when I woke up, like I'm not gonna lie, see that night after um, I didn't get through. I went out in a pair of fluffy bed slippers and a t-shirt. Two <laughs> nightclubs. <laughs> People looked at me and said, wait, are you? You couldn't be. She wouldn't do that. Surely not. She wouldn't. And I did. And it was honestly one of the best nights of my life. It was, on, it was crazy. It was so good. And then I woke up the next day, wee bit hungover, looking at my phone. Bang, 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 bang. The whole create, the whole place is going mental. Mm. And they still talk about it. I still get TikTok mentions of like these people making edits of me <laughs> not getting through, and like a sad song being like "We love you." We love you. <laughs> and it mean it makes me happy. You know what yeah, I mean? it makes me happy. Yeah, because I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from your being like, look. Everybody, do you know what I mean? It wasn't like everybody's going like, oh, oh, frog that. Or like somebody else being like, oh, yes. I don't think they like really deserved. It was everybody being on your side being like, hold the fuck up. Like, Miss <laughs> Brooke. Miss Brooke, this, I mean, this area's from fucking like Baliahi landed on in here and raising the bloody roof. I mean, and since then, nonstop. I mean, like, 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 have there been like, I suppose, since then like any kind of standout moments or I suppose like like as you're saying there just before we jumped on this little recording like you mm-hmm. have went like from strength to bloody strength like and, and, and again I don't know how you've had the time to like even breathe <laughs> well like this is the thing after Eurovision that's when I started getting gigs and my music mm. and people are coming to see me and there's no other that's not there's no other goal I wanted like 
I know mm. that obviously going on Eurovision was like so exciting for me, but I had no idea what was coming after. Mm. Like I did, um, so far I've done, I did Glastonbury and then I um, did, uh, I did, I flew from Glastonbury to, um, to do a shoulder show in Vicker Street and then I did Glastonbury again. And it was mental. <laughs> it was so, so crazy. Like that's not wise. And then last week I was in Madrid doing their Pride Festival. <laughs> like doing three, uh, three different shows to like a quarter of a million people like like <laughs> some, surely someone took this joke too far <laughs> what'd you say Shane yeah she, she, that, that girl she, she's, she's, a, she's, a, she's a want she, yeah she's a want in her <laughs> um. Oh god! But I suppose, like, hello. obviously, you're like, hello. I mean, hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Oh, sorry, I walked away from the Wi-Fi. Where did I get to? Hello. <laughs> you're gra- can you hear me now? I can. I can. Where well, did I get to? I'll repeat th- it if I get there. No, no. I think we got all, all that like there. I think I was. Uh, Adrian started to break out yourself. You were saying this is like mad. Like somebody let this joke go too far. But I mean, for oh, yeah. fucking like whatever it has been going. Like Jesus Christ. I think. I mean, everything like happens at a time for a reason. I feel like this is definitely something that's kind of like your fucking time to be honest. But obviously, with everything that's came in from the last couple of years even the last fucking like six months your life has just been non-stop insane turn around even more so kind of doing your own music I mean that's rich obviously was one out there you released tongues as well you know what I mean you're getting to perform your own bits and to like crowds live like around the bloody world but like I suppose you were kind of mentioned there when you ever obviously you were growing up like you were saying like other performance be like I want to do stuff like that or do you know what I mean you're definitely going down this route of being on that stage being on that platform but I'm always kind of curious about like people maybe I've had like my dad puts it because he's fucking country man uh that everybody <laughs> has these like character building experiences or character building kind of jobs and stuff that they're growing up that kind of informs like the person that they like lead into now for me I don't really know what like being a podcaster or fucking picking strawberries out in the field kind of helped me to do this. But um, I don't know if you've had any particular experiences, I suppose, like before even all the kind of like the voice and all like this that maybe led you into this field of being like, right, no, I, you know, you just have taken to it like a fish to water. Like, to, I don't know if there's anything that pops to mind. I'm going to be honest. Um... I always knew I would do something like this from a young age. Like yeah. I just knew, and there was, and I was always saying to myself, like, "How am I? How is this going to happen? I know it's mm. going to happen, but how is it going to happen?" Mm. Um, I didn't know what area, but I knew I'd be in front of people, mm. forming, like being, you know, like taking control of a room mm-hmm. of some description, and <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> some kind of room would be taking control of. <laughs> oh my, no, I know, <laughs> like a but. <laughs> But, um, I remember like I remember, I I got loads of jobs when I was younger like literally I did so many different jobs and I got fired from every single <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely I worked in the shop right like in like the shop and I talked that much that my queue was long and as soon as I like I, I remember people leaving and, and the manager like being like no stay on like we need you for a few more weeks and you need a hand in a notice and this isn't good enough and I was so scared I remember being like 
walking up and being like, look, I think, you know, I think I need to, I, I'm going to, I'm doing, I was going away for the summer or something. Aye. And I was like, I, I know that you're tight and all. He goes, no, brilliant. Thank you very much. Have a new one. No, you not. No worries. I was like, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe this wasn't for me. But um, I worked for my sister as well and the hairdressers. And she, I didn't even know she fired me until she put it on uh, social media. So that was great. Looking for help on a Saturday. Wait, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> Even from your family. Jesus, all right. <laughs> I know. I know. But do you know, like, that's the thing. Like, I I, I get too excited about things and I mm. forget about the task at hand. So that's why stage is okay for me. It's nearly <laughs> like my safe space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it definitely serves a purpose. Yeah, whenever you're able to be like, look, you guys are here for a performance because all those other times should have been like, they're getting one for free. <laughs> honestly, like now. Yeah, I mean? <laughs> exactly. But I suppose <laughs> with all the highs that kind of came from it, um, and there obviously have been those like, have there been any kind of like horror stories that came from working in what is such a fucking like visceral, like Random. cutthroat industry? Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Do you know what? I've been very lucky so far, genuinely. Mm. Like, obviously, there's been things, but not like not really bad things. Like at the start when I was in the voice, like the, the Twitter's comments and everything really used to get to me. Now mm. I look for them because I think they're hilarious. Like it actually, <laughs> that's shows my growth. Okay, <laughs> I don't even look for them. I just if I see them, I think that is absolutely hilarious. Like that's yeah. not it doesn't phase me anymore, which is really really good. Um. But I don't know if you've ever heard of... You definitely have. Drummontine. What? Drummontine? Drummontine, yeah. No. Drummontine, right, it's like a church camp, right? It's a church camp. No, okay, this story is not going where you think it's... Okay. So, I used to take the camps. It's like sports camp slash Jesus yes. camp, right? Okay. So, um, I used to I used to take them. And then, right, literally only passed on Thursday, I went down to judge boys' talent. Mm. It's where they take the hand out of people, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the they they make these plays up like based on like pointless or money heist mm-hmm. and stuff, and <laughs> literally they were like, everyone in here is a winner, except for you, Brooke. You'll always be a loser. You let us die. <laughs> and I was just like, I knew it was coming. It was hilarious. Like it genuinely was hilarious. Like tears were coming out of my eyes from P and M laughter, but it was great. And they like did money heist where they were gonna steal my costume, and one of them got arrested. And they go, "It was a worthless, it was a worthless task because in the end, it was worth absolutely nothing." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! There's nothing like you know your own no, no, to no. fucking humble you, I, like. <laughs> no, but that's what I mean. Like that's why I go to them things because yeah. it's like a roast, essentially. Yeah. But it was amazing. It was like boys between age eleven and thirteen, and they were just completely ripping me apart. It was amazing. <laughs> You're like, it's amazing. Tell you what I recommend. Now, Zoom <laughs> is telling me now, Brooke, we only have two minutes left. So I'm going to okay. be very polite. I'd basically just wrap it up with acid. I suppose, obviously, everything's been going mad for you. What does the future hold? I mean, are there any big goals, bucket list things? You said you got two more songs to release side. I mean, what is happening in everything Brooke Scullion? I just want to release my music, do shows. Hopefully people want to come and see them. Mm. do as everything like stick my hand in all the pies like i and and just honestly like i just i have no i have no like i'm not gonna hold myself back from anything and i hopefully i'm performing for a very long time i'd love to be in a movie 
<laughs> just, just throw that in at the end. Yeah, like I just went for not being a movie though. Uh, Spielberg, if you're listening, uh, hi, hey, it's me. Hey. Oh my god, it's your premiere tonight. Oh my god, congratulations! Congratulations! <laughs> Woo! Here's my, Here's my show reel. <laughs> you can take a look back. Uh, but no, honestly, Brie, like I suppose I from first kind of seeing you the crack you're doing, like from like obviously anybody that's like coming from like you know around the north you know um I think you just have to support it and the way that you've just kind of progressed on like in the last couple of years has been insane um, hopefully I do get to see it perform live but for the people that maybe are out there right now that want to you know see what you're doing and want to you know experience the whole performance that is brick like where can yeah. I see it where can I find out what's all coming up for yourself I am doing London this Friday, the 22nd of July. I'm doing Cork on the 31st of July. I'm doing Belfast on the 6th of August, Woo! Um, <laughs> which is like a big festival. Like, I th- I don't know. I think, anyway. And then, um, <laughs> oh, I'm just like a speed round, a speed dating. And uh, my name is Brooke Scullion. And you can find me on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> you find me everywhere except for Tinder. I don't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Find me on Grinder. <laughs> Probably will. Somebody be posted up there. Like, <laughs> oh my god! But no, honestly, oh my god! Honestly, the the girls and the gays. Honestly, that one. <laughs> I, I live for the girls and the gays. Oh, not politics. Girls, girls, no, honestly, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, sometimes I play a game at the end of these where I kind of get people to do like a quick fire question or like quick fire oh, kind of like answer to things. But honestly, I'm not even sure if I need to like go through all that because I feel like <laughs> I've already got all the information I could about. Like, I, I mean, gee, I, I, the, the only other thing I was going to ask about was Barcelona. How'd you get arrested there? But uh... <laughs> oh, I didn't even care. The policeman was so hot. It didn't even matter. He's like, cuff me. <laughs> You're dead fucker, right? <laughs> Sorry, security. <laughs> like it's not even like I don't even care. Like it's not like when you walk outside and the and the air hits you, you know you're in Spain. It's when you get a passport control and you see the unreal policeman. Oh, you know you're in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like this just been like. I feel like we've just been on a ride right here. Um, I, I will let you go. No, no, after Zoom already kicked us off, um, I'm cautious. You're getting ready. It's almost one o'clock. You've got a premiere to go to um, down yes, in Dove. Um, but honestly, thank you so much, like, again, for just taking out time in your mad schedule to, again, I mean, come down and basically just chat, shout to some wee spec kid from Arma. Um, oh, boys out. <laughs> no so really appreciate it honestly and um yeah i cannot wait to see it hopefully in one of your you know fucking gigs coming up um sure there's plenty of them i've got plenty to choose from like <laughs> one for every day like one for every weekend yeah it'll be fine yeah. um but honestly um uh, i wish you jesus christ all the best in it and uh yeah go on fucking break and thanks so much for coming to the pod <laughs> This was one of the best interviews I've ever done. Slash, it was just a bit of crack. Love you, Connor. <laughs> You're dead fucking right. And that's <laughs> and that's going to be the sound clip I use in this. <laughs> You're dead fucking right. <laughs> this is the best interview I've ever done. Oh, you're dead right. <laughs> oh, God. 
Well, here, I will let you weigh on. I think we've got everything we need. And also, enjoy the premiere, enjoy your day. And uh, Jesus Christ, um, enjoy the fucking uh, carnage. Uh, my days. Yeah, fuck a what? Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Uh, class. Thank okay. you so much. No problem. Here, I'll catch you later, all right? <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Finterviews. As mentioned at the start, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, please remember to give us a like, share, follow, subscribe. All that stuff really helps. And make sure to let us know what you think of the pod on social media. You can tag us whenever you're out and about. Maybe you're having a little walkabout and you're saying, oh, my God, I'm listening to this podcast and I'd like to give it a shout out because the person recording us is so gorgeous and beautiful. And you can do so by going on to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, any of them above. But all you have to do is tag Finterviews, Finterviews Podcast, Finterviews Pod. I'm on there wherever you need me. And uh, if you'd also like to financially support the podcast or you think that, I mean, if you met me out in the place and you thought, you know what, enjoying this, I buy that guy a coffee. You can do so by following the link in my Instagram. And uh, yeah, it's on Kofi and you can give us a wee tip there. It's only about two or three quid, but um, if it funds my caffeine addiction, I will be highly delighted about your contribution. Thank you so much for tuning in again. And uh, Happy New Year. And uh, I'll chat to you later. Bye.